Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Bretter. Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show. So you guys, I got to read a book called The Journey from Anxiety to Peace, Practical Steps to Handle Fear, Embrace Struggle, and Eliminate Worry to Become Happy and Free. And I really loved this book. Um, As a person that deals with anxiety, I just found this book to be really helpful. Um, There was, throughout the book, there's some action steps and quotes and stories to just kind of help you. through your anxiety journey. And this is will definitely be a book that I will refer to in the future. Um, I really loved it. I highly recommend it. And I'm so honored because I actually got to speak with the author, Jean Walters. And Jean is a best-selling author and she's written multiple books and I will definitely be checking out her other books. Um, but I spoke to her about the anxiety anxiety to peace. And I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you get something out of it too. I am really excited to talk to you. I read your book and absolutely loved it. Oh, wonderful. I appreciate that so much. It's always good to get nice feedback, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) It's so good that you wrote this book. Um, And especially right now, like so many people just need um, like so many people are, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they need, uh, everyone needs voice. help. <laughs> they need a sane voice in the wilderness, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely like a good guide to get you through all the wild times yeah. right now. Well, and it's about really practicing, you know, doing some change, you know, getting involved with a new way to think about things, so mm-hmm. that they're not all captured and. Um, and mesmerized into all the fear stuff that's going on right now, you know? Yeah. I've got some questions where I'm just like, I really like this quote and I want to hear your, <laughs> I want to hear more. Wonderful. 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 Thank you so much. I, I loved, I love all this. This is, this is my forte. I've been teaching <laughs> since I was a kid. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. Tell me more about like yourself and your background. Oh, I was uh, raised in St. Louis, and I have a twin sister um, and, a, and another sister. And um, so I've been an avid reader all my life. And But uh, early on, I just wanted to understand how things work. What, you know, there has to be a system here. It can't just be random. There has to be something more to it. So that got me into just searching, and, and I found metaphysics, which is the, the study of that which lies beyond the physical world. And that really helped me to get clear on what, like, the universal laws are, what the process is, so that we can really set our mind to whatever it is that we're wanting, and we can create that in our life. And in some of the ancient cultures, they call that, you know, the mind is a dreamer. And, mm-hmm. and we are indeed dreamers, meaning that we conjure up through our own imagery things that occur in our life. And so 
this book, uh, The uh, Journey from Anxiety to Peace, was created to help people realize that they could create a much more joyful, peaceful life for themselves than to get hooked up. And I mean hooked up, I mean like mesmerized and hypnotized <laughs> into a yeah. world where everything is sort of panic and fear-based and so forth. So I had a mom that was very, very fear-based. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, whatever she saw, she saw the negative side of it. So I was constantly trying to talk her out of that, you know, which was, of course, didn't work out real well <laughs> for yeah. <either> one of us. <laughs> but anyway, um, because I saw it affecting her, I saw how it was affecting her health, and I saw mm-hmm. how it affected me and the family, you know, when she was constantly worrying and constantly coming up with the worst-case scenario. And I'm sure a lot of people have gone through the same thing. When I talk yeah. about this, people say, oh, I had that same mom, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she's all over the place, really. But um, I just, even though I was not successful in, in really getting her to look at anything from another angle than the one she had chosen, um, you know, it, taught, it, it gave me a lot of ability, I guess, to connect with other people and, and help them see from another angle, see from another point of view what, you know, what, what's going on so that we can recognize there's possibility in everything. Does mm-hmm. that give you some background? And Yeah, yeah, that's great. I love it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I know, you know, there are people and there are people that, you know, have friends and family that just constantly worry and are anxious about everything. And Mm -hmm. then especially now uh, because of the pandemic, like you just, you feel so out of control. So I know a lot of people are experiencing Mm -hmm. anxiety and a heightened sense of it. And so I think it's just so important that, that you are out there helping people to kind of like reframe um, their thoughts and making different choices and stuff. It it is a choice. That's a good way to put it, you know, because we are reframing. And in this time period is more than a virus. It's, it's about a cleansing of the earth. You know, yeah. it really is a time to look at your belief systems and begin to recognize what serves you and what doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. and, to, and, to, and to kind of reach for a higher understanding, you know, a higher level of, of compassion and love and appreciation and joy. And uh, many people are going down instead of up, you know, in that, in that choice. And that's why the book was written, so that I could help people realize that they have choices in this. They don't have to just uh, succumb to whatever scary tactic is going on right now that yeah. they can actually recognize the cleansing in their own life, you know. And I, I see it a lot with people who say, well, I'm just you know, simplifying my life and I'm getting rid of things. And, and, I, and I say, well, that's part of the cleansing. And also, yeah. like, you know, I want to be of more service to people. That's part of the cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> so so as we as we kind of walk through life and take, make these choices, I want to be more helpful. I want to be kinder. You know, all of these things are the cleansing that's going on right now. And when we see that that's actually a really good thing, that's a really wonderful thing that's happening, it's going to make our world so much better. But, you know, we don't want to be afraid of it. We want to acknowledge it and appreciate that we're in the middle of it and we get to make choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I love just, like, how you, 
I think the thing that I like really enjoyed about um, like the book and what you just said just there was that like for me, like I personally have dealt or I'm currently <laughs> dealing with anxiety and I just, reading this and kind of it just I think of it differently um, oh, yeah and because like the things that you talked about I may have heard before but I didn't mm-hmm. really connect it with anxiety and just sure. so about like the choices that you're making and um, you know how you want to like serve others or what kind of changes you want to you know let go of in your mm-hmm. life and stuff. I I didn't really connect that to anxiety and it just kind of was like an eye-opener of you know I mean how everything's just like tied into each other so I just kind of exactly yeah exactly it's all one thing and um Mm -hmm. the anxiety comes from the mind yeah and so it is it all it will always come from how you're thinking and what your beliefs are so it always comes from the mind it's nothing outside imposed on you so, for instance, when we're hearing about, oh, this is happening with the election or, or here's the pandemic, blah, 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 you know, we all respond differently. And so, yeah. so what, what happens with people when they have an anxiety mindset is they go, you know, they, they slip out of the now. Right now you're mm-hmm. well. Right now you're healthy. They slip yeah. out of the now and they start projecting into the future you know, or else they go back to the past when they were sick before and what it was like. So, right. yeah, so instead of managing their mind and putting it in the present moment and realizing, I am well, I am healthy, and stay there. Because yeah. the second you start slipping away from that truth, that knowing, then you're opening yourself to the mesmerism of the, of the earth. Does that make right. sense? That, that there's a certain hypnotic thing going on. You know, you should be afraid of this. You should be afraid of that. You know, and yeah. that's, that's what I saw with my mom. She was just she. She always went for whatever it is she thought she should be afraid of. Right. And it didn't help her. I mean, that's the thing. If it helped people, I'd go. I'd be all for it. But it doesn't help anybody <laughs> actually. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. So it's so most people are not even aware that they could manage their mind better. Right. You know, but the truth is we actually could probably do anything we wanted to do. We probably could be just as free as we wanted to be if we took control of our thinking process and um, and recognize that we are the thing that keeps us from being all that we're capable of being. In other words, if I years ago I realized intuitively that I needed to learn how to lecture that it was just something I needed to learn how to do. So I, and I didn't I ever heard of Postmasters or Toastmasters or any of those things. So I yeah. just decided I was going to go lecture. <laughs> it's like jumping into the middle of the lake, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jump in the middle of the lake and learn how to swim, you know. <laughs> so that was sort of my method of doing it. But I And I was really awful, <laughs> really awful in the beginning because um, I just – I just jumped in and just decided I was going to figure it out. And I yeah. did ultimately figure it out. <laughs> but in the meantime, I really was a, a kind of a mess. <laughs> but I learned, I learned as I did this that there were some really important things to know about just getting in front of people and lecturing. And one of the biggest things that I learned is that you have to be there for them and not for you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. When, when I yeah, that was a huge thing. And once I understood that, once I got that, I was from then on I was fine. So before I would even get in front of people, I'd say to myself, "What are you going to give them today?" Yeah. You know. And then when I once I answered that question, then I was ready to go. Oh, I love that. Yeah, putting the focus on them and just yeah. like it's not about you; it's about what people need exactly. to gain from it. And I've talked to like a singer. I was dealing with a singer at one point, and she was in front of a huge audience, and she mm-hmm. said, "I'm so scared. I'm so scared." And I said, "Who are you here for?" Yeah, you know, you're you're here to channel spirit in in a beautiful way for these people. Mm-hmm. So it's not about you. Get your attention yeah. off you and and look at your audience and be so grateful that they're here to receive your transmission, as it were. You know, and she completely shifted in that moment because it was a way of shifting her mind. And then, of course, that's what we want to do every day. Why am I here today? Who can I serve today? How can I help today? And so one of the things um, that I really liked is in your book you said anxiety is basically a sign that something we care about is at risk and Mm -hmm. and we might not be able to protect it Essentially, mm-hmm. anxiety is grounded in the cause. Something isn't right. So mm-hmm. I just like love the idea of that you actually talk about anxiety has a purpose. <laughs> Can you yeah. just touch on that and tell me more about that? Absolutely. Thank you for that. That's a great question because uh, a lot of people don't, they just think they inherited it or something, you know. Right. And, uh, they might inherit the tendency toward it, but that doesn't mean they're stuck in it. But, you know, oftentimes when we're in a job that we just hate and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just we, it's just such torture to go to work, we're going to have a lot of anxiety around it because we're in the wrong place. And the anxiety is telling us that we're in the wrong place. If we hate the job and we hate the work we're doing, then we need to be looking at what else there is for me to do that makes sense, that fits with my, you know, who I am and how I look at the world. And so that's a, a, that would be an indication of, you know, when anxiety is just showing you something, but yeah. the same thing would be true with relationships. People stay in relationships, and I've been guilty of this too, for way too long, you know, and, they're, and they develop a lot of anxiety because it's no longer relevant. The relationship is no longer where, where you should be. And then, right. But you stay because of the illusion of um, security or something, you know, some kind of illusion yeah. that you, yeah, it's an illusion of security or an illusion of, of being loved or something, but it's not because if it were happening that way, you wouldn't be feeling anxious. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we're always being told, we're always being informed of where we are in life, but we have to pay attention because we might just say, I'll just take a pill and make it go away. It won't go away. It's not going to go away. (laughs) Yeah. So you have to deal with what's the re like what's the cause. It's actually yeah. happening. Yeah, and, and yeah. face it, and face it with with courage, because mm-hmm. the the truth of the matter is that if you're in the wrong place, there's a right place for you. And if you're in yeah. a relationship that I call completed or finished or done, there's other relationships up ahead that you're going to take everything you learned in this one and move it forward to where where you go next. Yeah. Yeah, and so, but if we don't look at life that way, then we we make believe that we have to stay in a place that's no longer serving us. Does that make yeah. sense? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of, especially when you look at um, it in terms of, like, relationships or job, you know, I I kind of think that people may not realize the fact, like, that their anxiety or just, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, not wanting to do it. They mm-hmm. feel stuck in some sort of way. They may not realize, like, that's the cause. Like, what can people yeah. do to really, like, figure out what's what's going on that's not working? Well, if they're if they're anxious, they need to really stop and first of all breathe for a while so they can release yeah. some of the anxiety, some of that energy. But then they need to really um, get quiet with themselves and start asking some internal questions like, "What's really going on with me? What am I resisting?" I mean, that's mm-hmm. a great question. What am I resisting? Because yeah. when you ask those kinds of questions, you start getting answers. Like, I'm resisting moving on. I'm resisting letting go. I'm re- resisting surrendering this uh, situation I'm in. I'm resisting change. Yeah. And so, but 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 each person will their their answer will come to them if they just get quiet and allow it. You know, sometimes people are so afraid they don't let anything new come in. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and so they just, I'm not getting any answers. I'm getting, well, of course you are, because your body's telling you, for one thing, that this, you're yeah. not in a good place, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we are kind of getting answers, but we're not uh, actually listening to them sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not always the everywhere. answer we want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's called, you know, we want to control everything, which, of course, is another way to be anxious, you know, because we never will be in control of everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and talking about that, because um, I just I know a lot of people want to feel in control, and mm-hmm. even though we've never really been in control, now yeah. feels especially hard that, like, it doesn't feel – like we have a lot of control over things because, you know, things are changing and we're not really sure when things are, you know, going to go back to a new normal or whatever that may be. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. what what do you it's kind of recommend go back, I can tell you that for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, um, yeah, the thing is that we have this illusion of control. I mean, if I say, like, I know that every day that I'm going to go to work at this time and I'm going to do these particular things and I'm going to come home and I'm going to eat this for dinner and blah, blah, blah. You know, we have a little bit of control over that, but but not so much because when we decide – the thing is we're, there's expansion and there's retraction. Okay, hmm. the universe is an expansive – deal it's an expansive energy it's always expanding so we are in the universe and the universe is in us and so we are sort of obliged to continue expanding and so when we go against that and say no i'm going to stay right here i'm not going to move i'm going to stay in this job for 40 years and i'm going to retire and blah 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 and we make up this story you know yeah and it's a story and 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 we're making it up because we think now we're safe what do you say right. from, really? So, um, so when you go against the universe, you you end up in trouble. <laughs> so, I give you an example. I had a client, and uh, she was telling me that she had been in Peru, and and she was with several girls, and it was a school, um, <laughs> a sponsored trip, and they were they were Spanish majors, and uh, she was uh, she was the only one of the group that was really fluent in Spanish. And so they were in Peru, and she and she said she was always telling me how she wanted to be invisible. She doesn't want to be in front of people. She doesn't want to lead anything. 
And then yeah. while she was in Peru, though, she said um, she was the one that could speak fluent Spanish, so she was the one in front of the kids. She was the mm-hmm. one that worked with the teacher, you know, in that situation because the others couldn't. She was the one that managed their rental agreement with the landlord. And I said, so to me, it sounds like you're saying that you were the leader in that situation, that you were leading in the school, you were leading in your housing, you were leading with the group. And is that right? Yeah. Right. I I said, well, you know what? It it sounds to me like you're to be a leader, (laughs) that you're being put (laughs) in these situations where you're a leader, you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you may hate the idea that you're being a leader, but it sounds to me like you're doing a really good job of it. And you know what? If I were you, I wouldn't mess with the universe. (laughs) Yeah. You know what, she completely changed her life around that comment because she realized that it was true and she started recognizing in situations that she was in currently that were really requiring her leadership. I mean, it was really quite amazing. She did a 180 and uh, she, she actually started accepting positions where she was leading the group and so I thought that was pretty profound, you know. But that's what I mean yeah. by listening to the universe. It's like, why do you keep putting yourself in situations where you're leading when you tell me that you don't want to lead? <laughs> right, yeah. So you kind of just kind of have to accept it and go with it. Yeah. And actually, like, accept that you're good at it, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, but... that was that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had another quote um, from the book that says, if you choose to withhold your innate passion, the tendency is to become nervous and anxious. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like that kind of goes along with that story of, you yeah. know, if she was not stepping into what she was good at, then like yeah. there's just that like resistance where you're going to be anxious doing the wrong thing. Whereas if you just did the right thing, like, yeah, would, and the lies telling, yeah, and the lie she was telling herself is, I can't do it, I'm not good at it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, so she was, that was the lie she was telling herself. And then I, one of the things I want to help people do is recognize if they're telling themselves a lie. You know, like, I'll never be any good at this, or, um, you know, I just don't have the capacity, or, you know, et cetera, or I'm going to fail, you know. Yeah. There is no such thing as failure. I mean, whatever right. you, you you either learn or you and you grow, you know, or you go on to something else, you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, but so we have to we have to look at some of these things and recognize that they're there for us. They're not right. there to take from us. They're there to give to us, really. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of looking at everything differently really changes, you know, how you how it makes you feel um, Mm -hmm. and like speaking on the failure, uh, like one of the things that, you know, can kind of trigger my anxiety is feeling like I'm going to fail at something or I'm not going to do it right or good enough Mm -hmm. or whatever. But, you know, you talk about in the book of the idea of like, what does failure teach you and like what, um, what else like led or what else happened because of like your so-called failure. So I really Mm -hmm. like that kind of, you know, looking at things differently. Yeah, well, because we we have um, this illusion that if we, you know, if I write a book that it's going to be my most perfect book. Well, I've written a lot of books, and I just, the way I look at it is I get better with each book. 
And yeah. I've written, you know, I've written for major newspapers, and I kind of felt like I kind of got more into the rhythm of it as I did it. You know, when I talk about speaking in front of groups, I got better as I went along. So this idea that you have to be perfect or something like that in order to do something is, is ludicrous because, yeah. you know, that's how we grow. And if it, if it wasn't growth, then, you know, we wouldn't be doing it. I mean, if it would be boring. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it'd be quite boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the the we we inherited that idea that I have to be perfect at it or something that I have to be really really good that I feel it has to give me all this acknowledgement or something, because that's something we grew you know we learned in our culture, you know that it's not okay to fall over yourself or something and and I think. Some of the people that I love the most are the ones, and I mean the sort of in a global sense, are the ones that kind of fell over themselves getting started, and yet they just owned it and just kept going on, you know. Yeah. I I enjoy it. It's so real, and it's so authentic, you know. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and it just it's like relatable, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I had a, a friend who did some writing, and he was so precise and so perfect in his writing, it would make you fall asleep. You know? <laughs> I mean, it was like I couldn't feel any passion in it. I couldn't feel, you know, any soul in it, you know, but it was right. like perfectly written. And it was, yeah. like there was, to me, there was nothing there because I couldn't feel it, you know. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's interesting to kind of think of, you know, it's, too perfect that it's boring <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like we're striving for something that like you know once you consider it perfect it's actually not good <laughs> yeah well I mean I that's the because I wanted to when I you know read a book or anything I, I always look toward the ones that are the the person is you know sort of revealing their soul as they go along and they're not pretending like they did everything just right they're just kind of you know this is the the, the the path I've been on, you know, and, and yeah. you can see that, I mean, if you relate to it because you go, yeah, yeah, I get that. That makes sense, you know, <laughs> but they're not, they're not trying to make this out that they just jumped into this incredibly perfect situation and they kind of lopped around until they got there, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think when we accept that, that that's just life, you know, you don't, uh, you don't take a child and say, you have to start walking now. It's 11 months, you have to start walking, you know. Right. Don't fall down. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to fall down. You have to start walking now. You know, but you know that it takes time for them to get their balance and it takes time for them to, like, learn how to move their body forward with balance and everything. And, and we, we think it's cute. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> And it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like we we like watching their progress and seeing yeah. them being able it's to cute. do it. It's adorable, yeah. you know. And they laugh when they fall, and mm-hmm. you laugh. I mean, we all laugh because it's all so cute, you know. Yeah. They're falling like, they're falling like eight inches, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of like that because I've heard that analogy before, but also adding into like that they laugh and we laugh and mm-hmm. – you know, because it's like you know that they're going to walk eventually. So it's like oh, yeah. for us, when we're trying something out, it's not going to be perfect. But, you know, you can laugh at yourself and be like, it's going to be better eventually. 
Yeah, yeah, and I just think lightening up like that is such a powerful thing. You know, we mm-hmm. want to laugh at ourselves. We want to laugh at our silliness. We want to laugh at, oh my gosh, I bought that silly idea for a while, but I'm going to let it go. You know. Yeah. <laughs> all that because then it makes us real and it makes us like growing and expanding. You know, and that's a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like the part where you're talking about like shitting on yourself. <laughs> and I had heard um, before, like I had a friend tell me like, don't shit on yourself. And that was, it always like stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was like one of those things like I didn't really realize that, um, you know, when I think I should do something that that really does kind of trigger my anxiety. So oh, I would just love for you to kind of talk about like the shooting and the shooting, how it yeah. can lead to anxiety yeah. and how to kind of stop that. Well, we, we, were, we were trained with a lot of shoulds. You should do this, you should do that. And we mm-hmm. were trained with that from early on. And we, it was just our culture, our, our family system, you know, that you should go to college. You should, not all people are really destined for college and I don't mean money wise I mean some it's just it's such a heady uh, left brain process for the Mm -hmm. most part that there's people that just won't thrive in that way so whatever we do that I should you know I should dress a certain way or I should speak a certain way or I should whatever it is we want to ask ourselves is this coming from me or is this just a cultural thing and does it work for me is this right for me because a lot of people will th- think of themselves as as failures, for instance, because they didn't sh- they didn't follow the yellow brick road. I call it the yellow brick road. That mm-hmm. you know you should do this and get a college education, get married, have a little house with a picket fence, and have two point three children or something like that. And it's right. that doesn't work. I mean, that's not a formula for happiness. That yeah. works for some people who really feel that. But for the others, it's just pushing uh, an agenda on them that is not fitting for them. You know, it just isn't, it's not going to help the world, it's not going to help them, it's not going to help anything, you know. And I, that's yeah. what I'd, I'd like is to encourage people to see a bigger picture. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things I just said, but it's like if that's not the picture that you came in to do to fulfill then don't be bad don't be ashamed of it i mean there's lots of ways to fulfill your potential and you can always right. do those things later if you want you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but with shooting is not you know i should and i should it that is just not a good way to proceed in life it doesn't help you you know it's not expensive right, right yeah yeah, and I love how you talk about things being, you know, expansive and that there's just, like, so much possibility out there yeah. and, like, our minds are just so powerful in creating, like, the life that we want to live. Yes, yes. We have to, We have to. like they say in some of the ancient cultures, we set a dream in our mind, we set an idea in our mind, and we move toward it. So, like, mm-hmm. you are doing this podcast that was an yeah. idea that came to you, and you had your reason for wanting to do that, and then and you're fulfilling something within your own expression by mm-hmm. doing that, you know. And yet, your parents probably had no idea about doing anything like that, <laughs> right? So yeah, see, there's an expansion that goes on, you know, that we try to reach beyond the boundaries of whatever we were taught, and but we want to do that because that's the nature of the universe to expand. Yeah. 
I mean, Edison yeah, like was a great we, example of this. We all heard, heard those stories about Thomas Edison, the great inventor. That yeah, you know, what it was five thousand experiments before he figured out the light bulb. But he never ever felt like he was failing at it. Right. So, yeah. There's one more thing I that's not going to work. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured out another thing that wasn't going to work, and I, I love that philosophy. You know, <laughs> we can say that too. Well, I figured out another way that doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely a good mindset. <laughs> so, what is one thing that someone can do right now to like take the step towards becoming more peaceful? Okay. Well, just universally across the across the board, any way that you can find you know, time to be quiet, to be still, to, you know, in whatever you want to call it, meditation or quiet time. But any any way, you know, everybody probably would, I'm sure, absolutely would benefit by moving into some stillness every day. I mean, yeah. and, I, and I'm always suggesting 10 minutes a day to start because neurologically your mind needs to adjust to being quiet because we yeah. live in such a noisy world, you know. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and so we we have to sort of introduce this quietness to our mind. If we would spend some time every day just in, in stillness and, and learn to just quiet the mind, meaning when the mind is chattering away, we can just sort of move it aside and sit in the stillness of, of who we truly are. I mean, we all have a stillness within us that we want to get acquainted with. And once right. we do that, we'll be able to distinguish between just mind chatter that wants to keep you all worked up and, or just the stillness within that can guide you toward your greatest destiny, you know. So just if, if just learning how to just sit quietly for 10 minutes a day and just working with it until your mind can quiet down because when you're in that stillness you are not anxious you are above it you know yeah. and one of the ways that you could just learn would be like imagine that you're sitting on the top of a mountain and you're looking down at your life and you're just mm-hmm. looking at it like it's a movie and you're yeah. noticing yeah you're noticing what's going on over here and what's going on over there and who's doing this and who's doing that and you just begin to observe the whole thing when you begin to learn to do that, you become more objective, number one, but you begin to realize what's working for you and what's not, where there is stress, where there mm-hmm. is resistance, and where there is expansion. And so yeah. by just taking a few minutes and just imagining I'm sitting on top of the mountain, there's no judgment here. I'm not judging anything. I'm just observing. Then yeah. you're training the mind to become that bigger self, you know, that you're the, the quieter self that can look without judgment, that can observe without judgment. And then that will lead you to realizing what needs to go and what needs to stay and maybe who you want to hang out with and who you don't and so forth. Because because where there's, still, where there's um, expansion, where there's love, where there's um, a positive energy, that's where you want to keep going to. You yeah. know? And where there's repression and resistance and re, and you know negative energy you want to remove you know you want to let that go but right. i don't think we can get there because people 
are in such habit patterns that until they start looking, until they start getting quiet and just observing, they don't they don't tend to notice that I walk away from this relationship and I feel depleted every day. Well, honey, right. <laughs> you pay attention to. <laughs> so I really I really like that being still and you know just taking time to become like more self aware about like everything that's going yeah. on. Why do you think that it's so hard for people to, like, like why don't we do that naturally, you know? Yeah. Well, kids do. Kids do. Yeah. Until we get them so busy going to soccer practice and basketball practice and dancing lessons, and until we get them crazy, you know? Yeah. They, they know how to do it. I mean, babies will just, like, play, play, play and learn things and watch things and then take a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do it naturally in the beginning and then we're convinced that we have to be busy all the time and you have to run around. You know, when when kids mothers parents will tell me sometimes, Well that my my child likes to spend a lot of time in his room and I go and is that a bad thing? Is that okay? Right. You know, because he's actually more than likely that that's their time to kind of process things. They're, they're more than likely a kind of a creative person. Mm-hmm. And now if they want to spend all their time in their room, then that might be a signal for something else, you know, avoidance or something. But, but um, I think we are naturally you know, we naturally want to get away from things. And that's why people take vacations. Yeah, you know, they put themselves in a completely different mindset with a vacation, and then you know, and then they come back refreshed. Well, that's the same thing we want to do every day. Yeah, so we have it built into us, but we hadn't noticed that I really need that day off, or I really need that vacation. You know, why do you need it? Because I want to reset. Yeah, yeah, we just kind of needed that like little reminder. And yeah. yeah, I like that it's like, yeah, vacation refreshes you, but we we can't take a vacation every day. <laughs> but we can yeah. take that like, yeah, we yeah. can take I mean, the moments of silence and stillness. Is, is it, yeah, yeah, it's a little vacation, 10 minutes. Yeah. And then, then it'll be 15, but it'll it'll expand naturally. It, it, you know, it's not anything you have to push or make happen. It'll expand naturally if you start giving yourself to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's so simple. <laughs> we just need to do is. it. <laughs> Ariel, it really basically is simple. It's just we make it so hard because yeah. we get mired in these patterns, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what else would you like people to know either about the book or, like, what you're doing? What else do you want to share? Well, my mission is what I call uh, bringing people to the light and the light is within them, and the light is uh, their true self, and it is beautiful and glorious and really genius, um, and we all have it, and the more we can just kind of let go of the earth, you know, the material world here and again, we can begin to cultivate that understanding that we are in this light and of this light, and it's love and it's compassion and it's joy. And, you know, so I want to encourage people to move into that. So and all the, all the practices I have in the book are really about that, really helping people see from another angle, you know. And, yeah. um yeah, so the so that as we begin to expand ourselves into that higher quality of energy, a lot of things go away. I mean, your health improves, and mm-hmm. your uh, inventiveness improves, and your creativity improves, 
and your ability to just love yourself improves. And from there, you're able to love other people more. So there's a lot of yeah. cool things that happen by just what I call recognizing the truth of who you are, that you mm-hmm. really do have this energy already there, and we can ignore it, or we can own it, you know, Yeah. live from that place. So, you know, yeah. that's, that's sort of what my mission has been about. And I do, you know, I do uh, coaching, transformational coaching, and I do a Kashuk record reading, and I do class. I teach classes and do lectures and things like that. So it's it's kind of like a theme that's that's woven through everything that I do. Yeah, um, I just love that way so that, much. <laughs> yeah, the next book that's going to come out, by the way, Ariel, is um, yeah about dreams. It's about. Um, it's the mystery and magic of dreams, the ultimate handbook on interpreting your day and night dreams and the symbols in your life. So, I mean, yeah, it's really actually very deep because I'm exploring not only your dreams and, and what they're trying to tell you, but also um, what when you look at your life and you look at your family, for instance, what is the symbology there? In your yeah. what does each person represent to you? <laughs> and when oh, we when we're able to do that really objectively, we we really get a better idea of what we're here to to grow through and learn through, you know, in this yeah. Earth life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. And when um, when are you hoping to have that book out? Well, I want to. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to put it on KDP Publishing this month in November. And then I don't know. I haven't figured out the launch yet, but um, I, it will be available by the end of the year for sure. Oh wow, that's exciting! It'll probably be available by the end of November, is what I'm thinking. I just, you yeah. know, I'll either do a launch or I'll just let my list know about the book, you know. And and by the way, if anybody wants to get on my list, they it's Jean. Is you can reach me at gene at spiritualtransformation.com or just go through my website, which is spiritualtransformation.com. Perfect. Yeah. And that's where they can find like all the information about all yeah. the things you're doing. Yeah. That's great. And the and that book will be on. Well, it'll be available sometime in, toward the end of November, I would say. It's, okay. Maybe it could be a Thanksgiving book. How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it would be perfect for like Thanksgiving and then like with yeah. the holidays, like yeah. people definitely you know. need this stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get together and have Dream Fest, you know, where you talk. Yeah. About <laughs> yeah, yeah well, it's crazy. Like I've been having like really weird dreams lately and I I've do. just... What's yeah, I mean, I don't really remember them. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's really good to write them down right away because you will forget. You, when you're dreaming, you're in a different part of your mind. And yeah. that's why they go away quickly when you wake up because you just shifted to a different part of your mind when you wake up. So yeah. I, I love dreams because they have really helped me see clearly some situations and helped me recognize when sometimes I just need to move on, you know. Right. So they're they're very just straight out honest. They don't criticize. They just here it is. Da da. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Oh, thank you, Ariel. This is it was your delight. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jean, and I really hope that you check out her book, The Journey from Anxiety to Peace, and check out the other work that she is doing. Um, you can visit her website and connect with her. All of her information is in the show notes. And please feel free to reach out to me. Let me know what your thoughts are, what you think, and how I can support you. Thank you for listening to the BU podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at beautifulchick or on my website, beautifulchick.com. Remember, be you, be beautiful. <laughs>